Hey everybody, welcome to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger. For the purposes of this broadcast, I am not joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, hello, because I thought I would do... I don't know, a bonus episode? Is it a bonus episode? Is it a blooper episode? It's stuff I cut out of the last, excuse me, out of the last episode, right? So we released an episode less than a week ago. We talked about movies that don't hold up, uh, you know, uh, they, they don't stand the test of time. We talked about Gremlins and some other stuff. But in the course of that recording, it was we recorded a 52-minute episode, and what I released was only 24 minutes. So I cut a decent out because we went on a couple of tangents and so this episode here available exclusively for our patreon backers no i, I don't i we don't we don't have patreon but I, 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 I i'm releasing some of it right so first of all the podcast is going to start this episode is going to start in mid-conversation where brian's talking about kevin smith right because in the full episode or unedited or edited episode we had talked about kevin smith and Clerks 3 and how we're not a fan of the fact that they're making another Clerks sequel. So it starts off with Brian talking about how Kevin Smith had apologized for remarks he made repeatedly about Bruce Willis being difficult to work with on the set of that movie uh, Cop Out. And then Brian, hey, this is kind of cool. Brian, a special effects makeup artist, by the way, talks for a few seconds about working with Sean William Scott, who was in Cop Out, uh, they just worked together, like, within the last month on a movie called Becky 2. I don't know if you guys know what Becky is with the dude from, uh, what was it, The King of Queens? So I look at a little celebrity, a little TMZ gossip there. Then it goes from there into Brian and I talking a little more. It's expanded about Bobby Lee, stand-up comic and host of the Tiger Belly podcast, breaking up with his longtime girlfriend, Kalila, also of the Tiger Belly podcast. And that leads to a discussion about the former L.A. podcast scene, and then specifically how none of us should be listening to Joe Rogan for any type of advice on politics or health or or vaccines or or any of that type of crap. And I cut this because it had nothing to do with what we were talking about, obviously. And also, I I was referencing a YouTube documentary that I watched one of those like amateur YouTube-produced documentaries, but I didn't have the name of it. What I'm talking about there is this great documentary called Head Movement. YouTube channel is Napoleon Blown Apart. Head Movement. Napoleon Blown Apart. Just wanted to say that. Then we get into a discussion about the fall of Robert De Niro. That's self-explanatory. Then I talk about, and I shouldn't have even brought it up. I cut it because I didn't have the title. I talk about this great documentary that I had watched recently on Amazon Prime. It came out in 2019. I didn't have the title when Brian and I were recording because this was just impromptu, you know. But it's called Blood and Flesh, The Real Life and Ghastly Death of Al Adamson. Now, it turns out that the director of that documentary directed the movie Plague Town, which came out in 2008, with special effects and gore makeup done by none other than Mr. Brian Spears. I didn't know that when I had mentioned it. So small world, I guess, small podcast world. I don't know. Anyway, so if this is annoying, let me know. I know Carl from Who Are What Are These Podcasts doesn't like intros. 
He just wants the interview to play. And also, I'm recording this on, uh, on my iPhone, which will piss him off even more. I'm sorry. Support our Patreon. He just recently came out and apologized for all the bad things he said about Bruce Willis because he liked maybe oh, yeah. some of the issues he had with Bruce Willis was because of his health. But it's like, no, that happened, man. Like, And, that ha- and I understand, like, hey, I understand you don't want to pick on someone that's ill, but don't go back and say you're sorry now. Like, I, you know, because he made a lot of talks about that. He made, and, and, and the movie was horrible. Don't blame Bruce Willis. Right, yeah. You take Bruce Willis out of that movie, you still have a terrible movie. We're talking about yeah. Cop Out with uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Tracy Morgan, and what's his name? Sean uh, William William Scott. Now, you just worked with Sean William Scott, right? Can I mention that? I think you did, right? I I guess you can now. No, can you? I don't know. Yeah, I I guess you can because there was a press release about it. Becky, too. Cool. So, so yes. And he was a hell of a nice guy. I can't say anything negative about him. Goon. He's so good in Goon. Um, we talk, He loves that people like Goon. Yeah, And the I rundown. We, That's a guy who should be a big I talked to him about the rundown, yeah. We talked a lot about Christopher Walken. And I was saying, hey, man, you're like, you were a bigger star than The Rock at that time. That's he's like, right. no, I wasn't. But he's like, I was like, yeah, you were, man. Like, you were. Although you know, The Rock had bankable. the whole WWE. E audience. Yeah, but, that's what we're not again, taking that's to a, account. You know, I'm not 12. I don't know what the WWE <laughs> is anymore. And I don't read write comics. Write me the hate either. mail on that, guys. Comics and, and wrestling. All right. So, yeah, that's that. We talk about... Oh, the other thing I you had said and I had heard uh, one of... A podcast that I used to listen to. I haven't listened to it in a while. Brian listens to it now more than I do. Tiger Belly with stand-up comedian Bobby Lee and his girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, Kalila, have broken up. And I don't know why I care about this. It's not like Insufferable Bastards is a is a gossip podcast. I'm I'm bummed. The whole thing is a bummer, man. Well, it's also a bummer because I mean, I'm sure you could have a lot of people are speculating this has been a long time coming and it's probably they've been not together for a long time that this is that's what unique entertainment on YouTube is saying the guy that's getting sued by Brendan Schaub. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, I guess there's a whole Reddit forum. And if you say something, you know, like you can get kicked off the Reddit. And I don't even I've never even been on Reddit. I must be the Tiger Belly uh, subreddit. I went on. You're breaking up there. Yeah, there's the Tiger um, Belly subreddit and stuff yes. like that. Fighter and the Kid. Yes. Who are these podcasts? Yes. Dabblers. So I don't Dabblers get Anonymous. Any of that. Dabblers Anonymous, the John Stuttering John subreddit. But like, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy news in like in that podcast world, especially because of that. I don't know. Is that all part of uh, that all comedy or? Well, they were part, all- they were part of the LA stand up podcasting scene yeah like you know? well, joe Segura, rogan was, is the king of it yeah, and then brian and uh, brian Callen, a fighter and the kid yep. brendan schaub somehow has hooked his untalented self at least in terms of comedy onto that uh tom segura uh ari shafir to a certain extent bert kreischer all those guys yes, who are, all those guys but yeah. it's all sort of broken up because rogan went to austin you know and this is totally uh off the subject here but now that we're rambling i watched this great one of these YouTube documentaries, you know, not a real documentary, not like a professionally produced documentary, but just like a quote unquote documentary that some YouTube guy put together. And he put it together on Ronda Rousey's coach, right? Remember Ronda Rousey was like supposed to be the greatest female uh, mixed martial artist that had ever stepped foot on planet earth. And one of her big cheerleaders when she was winning was Joe Rogan. 
who basically you know, cried over how good she was and kissed her butt to like no like no limits on on how much he hyped her up and would have her on his podcast. And it's so funny to hear about you know she was she did this thing she got this trainer and then she she tried she tried to become a striker when her her whole game and her all her winning was based on takedowns and arm bars right she was jujitsu okay. she was a, like a world class I think it was jujitsu maybe you know whatever those grappling ones with submission she was a submission artist okay I don't I don't I'm not I don't know anything about MMA so I apologize if I'm misspeaking but you know all of a sudden she gets this coach. And they're like, oh, now she's like the next Muhammad Ali. She's this great striker. She's got the knockout power of Mike Tyson. She can beat trained Olympic boxers with one hand behind her back, which is literally one of the things her coach said. And Joe Rogan totally hyped all that, was like, yeah, she's a great striker. And then she fought Holly Holm. She finally started, and Amanda Nunes, female fighters who were actual strikers, and they destroyed her. Like, they just walked through her as if they were fighting me. So the point where she had to go... I only bring that up because we we talk about, you know, over the last two years of the pandemic, Joe Rogan's star has risen so mightily that everything he said about COVID would make front page news or at least internet front page news. And it's like, this is a guy who totally missed the boat on the thing he's the expert in, MMA, the UFC. He completely got it wrong on Ronda Rousey. I only said, can we just listen? He's a funny guy. He's a stand-up comedian. That's all we need to know about Joe Rogan. If you're wrong on that, he could be wrong on anything. Yeah, you know, like, that's funny you say that because I was just watching something on YouTube with my son. It was De Niro with Jane Rosenthal talking about the Tribeca Festival. No longer yes, called the it, Tribeca Film Festival because they do all other stuff. But I was saying to him, well, you know, like, because he, he looked up, my son looked up De Niro's IMDb and he's like, oh yeah, I guess Bad Grandpa's not a bad movie. I'm like, no, yes it is. It's terrible. Yeah, it is. And it's and, like, and he needs to finance the Tribeca stuff. You know, he's, yeah, he really. And, I, and I'm putting Meet the Fockers and that whole, yeah. you know, like, you the know. Billy, what was the one he did with Billy Crystal? With the mob oh, one. Oh, analyze, analyze this. this. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying like De Niro's last great, like where he, you know, listen, I get it. He was underpaid his entire career. Like he should have been 20. Like that's the, the movie I picked is, uh, is the Tom Cruise movie. Who's getting 20 million for that movie. You know what I mean? And, 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 uh, but you know, De Niro, that era was not getting $20 million. You know, it took him to do meet the Fockers or what are those or Rocky and Bullwinkle to get that payday where right. he, he is genuinely like he's ripped. He's lean. He's mean, you know, come on, man. He's got the bag. You got to be able to walk out like that. The whole Michael incredible. Mann code from thief going, bringing it you back. Gotta, to James Conn. Oh, you gotta like, he is. And I just, you know, again, my nephew's like, who's Robert De Niro? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? He has no idea. Like, and I, I just, oh, you broke like, up. I there. thought about that. It's all because there is a lot of a what is the thirty year anniversary? Oh, I all this is coming out because of the thirtieth anniversary, of right? The, and that's all. Other, I love whole, how every movie, movie, every movie is having an anniversary: 25, 30, 40, 10. But I, I will say this: I hope more people do see Heat because I do think that's a movie. Parts think, of it. Hold, you know what though? I uh, right on Twitter. I'm yawning. I apologize. That's not not all of it. Well, I'm saying just that does have a 
I think everyone's seen heat is what I'm trying to say. Cause on Twitter, it's like, that's always, there's always discussions about everyone's going mm-hmm. on and on and on and on and on and on and on about how great heat is. So I think it, I don't think it had quite the audience when it came out, you know, cause it wasn't a big cultural yeah. thing, but it's definitely built up because of cable. And, uh, and I do want to reserve. Stuff. I, I, I want to stop talking about heat. Cause I know we are going to talk about that in the future. I think. Oh, okay. For, yeah, we're talking about greatest endings. Oh yeah. I have a list yeah. that I have to do. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe that'll be our next episode if we get around to it. Uh, oh my God, I'm yawning. I don't see this. I got, I got to go see a doctor. But all right, that's that. You know, the other thing I well, next time I'll mention, I'll just say it briefly. I did see a great documentary. The name escapes me because I, I didn't think about it until just now. It's on Amazon. It's about this uh, B movie director from the 60s and 70s, and he worked with uh, uh, what's his name a lot, Carradine, the old Carradine guy. Uh, okay. worked, worked with him a lot. He worked with one of the stars of West Side Story when they were all way past their prime. And he worked with Lon Chaney on one movie. And these are all ter- like one with, you know, these are all terrible, terrible, terrible movies. But the documentary is great because it's, you know, he was like a, a, a little more modern Ed Wood, right? Now, he had no business writing or directing movies, and yet he did so prolifically. Ended up getting murdered. Uh, so oh, wait, is this the one where the shockingly true tale or something or other? And, and it's like, he's a weird, uh, uh, is he buried underneath his like, yes. Uh, yeah. He got buried on his or base. Something? Yes. They took Basement? out a jacuzzi. Yes. Oh, that's I watched the one. that when it first came out. It's, oh, man, I had never, good. it's very, that I was shocked. The thing about Amazon, you have a documentary and it's like my kid filled, filmed it. You remember in the I did Plague Town? Remember Plague Town? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Up in Connecticut. Yeah. I believe that director either produced that or or directed like he has something to do with that that might be a severin film or something I believe like it was that. yeah i believe it says yeah, it. yeah that yeah. sounds familiar yeah, yeah it's like, great i was i was shocked so at how, how compelling it was and 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 just you know it's like when we go to the horror conventions and even though we hated friday the 13th part three and five and seven and nine and 25 you'd see the actors and the producer and they would share stories and this documentary the whole thing is that you know and it, it was just real and it was like honest because there, it wasn't like these modern documentaries where it's just they inflate everything. They were honest. Or it's saying, a whitewash. Like, it's, it, it's a whitewash. Yeah, the, the other guy. Well, he never paid me. He was kind of a jerk. But you know, like they were. It was totally. It wasn't produced by this guy's estate. I guess I'm no. trying to say. So it was so refreshing to see uh, what looked like a low budget documentary, but it did a really good job. So maybe we'll go back into that in a future episode because now we're hour and into the no, nobody made it this far. So, uh, for they Brian's, heard that we we didn't like uh, gremlins, and we're like, all right, these guys are idiots. We're off, <laughs> right? Yeah, on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, that was uh, Brian Spears, and I'm Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast, and we will see you next time on the Insufferable Bastards. Later. Bum 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 bum.